Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fiction, the podcast that revolves around one central theme, stories and the people that tell them. We'll talk about movies, TV shows, video games, historical events and weird news headlines. There's really no topic we won't touch. But it doesn't stop there. If you've got a story, something funny or random that may have happened to you or a friend, send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. Until then, it's story time. A power ballad written for Cat Graham by Chat GPT. <gasps> Standing there with your head held high, you're a force to be reckoned with. A star that shines so bright, Cat Graham. You're a force of nature, a power ballad in human form. You inspire us all to be better with your strength and your grace. You face your share of battles and you've come out on top your courage and your resilience are qualities we all can adopt Cat Graham you're a force of nature a power ballad in human form you inspire us all to be better with your strength and your grace sing it with me if you know the words special stories the true and the fictional my name is J.A. Bryden and with me as always Chris Park the love guru for pandas how are you my friend well thank you for mentioning my on my pastime and 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 one of my preferred uh hobbies that I've done uh, quite some time like I, I I'm not gonna say that because of me pandas are a species still around today but I am largely responsible for making sure that the the pandas, you know, the the mood is set for the pandas. You see, Mm. a lot of these scientists, their biggest problem is they try to make it happen naturally. So they put, they they try to basically, they put the two pandas in the same like cell together or the same like cage or the same like area. And they just just assume that they'll make it. And basically, (laughs) and they stare at them and go like, fuck. Fuck, go on, just <laughs> fuck you, stupid fucking. Do you want to live? Do you want to have a speech? And, and I'm like, going, please, please, please. <laughs> have you not seen any movie? So what I so let, let, let me let me tell you what uh, uh, you know. I was in um I was in uh, I, I won't mention the country because obviously for legal purposes, but it was China. Um, so <laughs> they had they had two pandas that they just absolutely could not get to mate. So what I did was I set up. I had the male panda at a train station. I then had the female panda walk onto the train and drop her handbag and then turn around. The male panda saw the handbag, went up to get it, but the train then left. I then let the male panda ponder, wonder, have his mind, have all these thoughts through his head. And then when I put them back in the, clo- in the enclosure, he had the bag with him and bam! Mm. Easy. I mean, it, it, this is this is how you get the pandas. Again, you do various different scenarios. I mean, there's there's always the, the revenge, like you know, there's very various different scenarios you can run on on pandas. But one thing that that, see, that I found works the best is '90s rom-com scenarios. Generally, generally are, are, are the best ways. You know, dress a panda up for the prom and date the popular panda. But then you know, initially when you first introduce the, this panda, the female panda, you put her in like 
a frumpy shirt and glasses. And then, you know, when you take that off and she sees, you know, he sees it all and he's like, oh my goodness, like you're cool as well. These are all these so scenarios like, work well I, with pandas. So ugly Betty, but it's ugly panda. Ugly panda. Absolutely. <laughs> all, all of these scenarios, you know, and, and, but some, some pandas like some, uh, some excitement. Uh, mm-hmm. So just when they're getting close together, you then go in there and you like kidnap the female panda, and then you watch like this male panda go full Rambo style and like go John Wick style to get a bit. It's it, it, it's it's mm-hmm. a whole setup thing, but you got you got to understand which pandas you're dealing with. Um, but again, going back to that amazing intro, uh, <laughs> Jay Redden. Now, yeah. you you often do clips, yeah, show on 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 uh, Instagram, Instagram. yeah. If I don't, you need to go after this. <laughs> I need to record it properly. You need to record it properly. <laughs> and if I do not see on our fucking channel, <laughs> on our Instagram, like that song, but then with a slideshow of different pictures of Cat Graham, the, 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 like, like that, that expressed the, the, like, again, this is the, this is the most obvious thing that we could do. This is a slam dunk. Yeah. And I can't believe that, again, now, for for those who are playing at home, yes, I did. I did the lyrics and the verse and all that was was written by Chat GPT. I was just like, write me write me a power ballad for Cat Graham. And then yes, I put the I put the lyrics to Journey. <laughs> I used I used the Journey chords of uh, Don't Stop Believing, and you know it it worked well. Um, it was funny. I I really don't want to have to do use Chat GPT all the time, but. It was just, it was too, after your poem the other week, it inspired me, you know? <laughs> that, that is, that again. Now, we have a name for them now, don't we? Do we come oh, up with yes. a name? For, for Henry Cavill and Cat Graham? Yes. I, I believe we call, call them Gravel. Gravel, that's right. Gravel. Yes, Gravel. Not, not I'm going to go and pave my driveway, I need some Gravel. No, it's Gravel. 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 Yes. Cat Graham. Yeah. Henry. Henry Cavill, Gravel. <laughs> but you got to say it like fancy, Chris. Gravel. Now, not not to not to um, <laughs> steal your thunder or anything. <laughs> I then asked Jack ChatGPT to list ten reasons <laughs> why Henry Cavill and Cat Graham should date. And oh, yes, <laughs> yes. And this is what it came up with. Okay. Number, Number one. ten. Oh, counting down backwards. And right. backwards. Genuine respect and admiration from public remarks, both Cat Graham made public remarks made by both Cat Graham and, and Henry Cooper. It is clear they have a genuine mutual respect for each other. I don't think they've ever spoken <laughs> about each other. This is essential for a healthy relationship, let alone a romantic one. Chemistry on screen. While Cat Graham and Henry Cavill have not acted together, their on-screen presence and chemistry suggest that it would be electric chemistry if they were to be cast in the movie and TV. That's what I've been. That's what I have been always saying. Okay, number eight, adventurous spirit. Both Cat Graham and Henry Cavill enjoy uh, living the life of the fullest with a sense of adventure and willingness to try new things. They could explore new places and uh, with thrilling experiences together. Hmm. Number seven, shared values. Cat Graham and Henry Cavill. Uh, no, are both known to be private about their personal lives and values. <laughs> they are totally dating they're, already. They're totally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have spoken about the social issues bars. Um, they share a commitment to positive change and respect. Number six, charitable work. Both celebrities, both celebrities are involved in passionate, uh, involved in passionate about various charity causes. It would be great to see the power of a power couple raising awareness for their important issues. Hmm. Intelligence. Both Cat Graham and Henry Cavill are both to be known intelligent and articulate, uh, with a passion for learning, which could make for deep and engaging conversations for each other. Mm. Professionalism. Both Cat Graham and Henry Cavill are well known for their professionalism and dedicated to the craft. They are both respected by their peers in the industry, and they would make a great team together. Number three, similar career paths. Both Cat, yeah, they're both actors, obviously. <laughs> Number two, shared interests. They both enjoy fitness trends, and they and uh, with and her TV series. While they both enjoy her TV series, okay, interesting. 
while Henry Cavill is also an avid fitness enthusiast and performer that would have numerous interests in common. Yes, they're both fit, absolutely. And the number one reason why ChatGPT thinks that Henry Cavill and Cat Graham should be together, physical attraction. Both Cat Graham and Henry Cavill are, fit, are extremely attractive. Oh my, it even said extremely. With stunning physiques and striking features, they would make a gorgeous pair together. I, I wholeheartedly agree, ChatGPT, with that sentiment. I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you wrote this list yourself. <laughs> I did not write. I, you wrote this. I did not write that. I, like I would write a similar list. I would write a similar list. I'm. I. I, I am not denying that my list would be somewhat similar, or at least in a similar vein to that list. Uh, now. Speaking of lists and similar <laughs> and similar things of that nature, uh, Demi, you, you said you wanted to speak something about our sponsor. I, I, I did. I say that I yes, thought you, you were going to. I thought you were going to segue into it and go. Speaking of lists, this podcast is brought no, to you. I, by... you, you. You did the intro. I want you. I want you to then uh, round it to, in. To, 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 to well, I was going to lean that way, but now you've made it sound more clunky. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, this episode is brought to you by. Rebecca Castles and the Rising Dawn series. Check it out on Amazon in paperback and Kindle. Versions for either person, people that like it on their shelf or people that like it to carry it everywhere they go on their on their uh, iPads or their. Is is there a, is there another version of a of a Kindle for you know? Is there? Well, I mean, you could, you could buy a Kindle, but I mean, most people just use an iPad that... now. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't I don't think people are actually. Well, actually, no, I I tell a lie. A Kindle has a nice, like, it uh, does a nice uh, uh, yeah. contrast, and it also, it yeah. also like the screen brightness. It sort of, yeah. sort of mimics a, a, and, um, a book quite well. Yeah, and sometimes it, I'm pretty sure you can just download um, ebooks, like to hmm. like, you know, and then you read yep. it on whatever device you have. But either way, you can get this book, and you too can see the adventures of of, of Henry Cat. I mean, Damien, <laughs> and uh, and Holly, which is Cat Holly. Yeah. Which is Anna Kendrick slash Cat Graham. No, no, again, again. So, again, <laughs> I, I have had a conversation <laughs> with Rebecca Castles about this particular point. And I said, How firm are you that it's Anna Kendrick's? And she said, I'm quite firm. I said, Well, if you're firm, I don't know if we could continue to do business with each other. We've got, <laughs> we've got three projects. We have three projects in the works, all about Henry Cavill and Cat Graham. And you're telling me you don't see Cat Graham. And then she said, <laughs> it's not that I don't see Cat Graham. It's that I know that you love Cat Graham so much, you'd be devastated if Henry Cavill and Cat Graham could go. I said, no, look, <laughs> I understand that they are in a... Look, I am an ant looking amongst gods. They're in a different league to me. I, I get that. I, I, completely can, I completely can rationalize and understand that. And like all good stories and in uh, all good mythology and all good we love to see how gods get together so i think it'd be perfect you know uh, perfect mm, okay. if, if if that happened inside of the book speaking of mm. things that uh, <laughs> uh seem perfect but are not jamie i i don't often hate upon the arts but i but i have to hate upon art for what just for, for, for a second. okay okay it vexes me I do, and I do mean actually vex. Have you heard of something called free verse poetry? I I have not. I I think I may have. But let may me let me let me just let me just terminology. Let me just let me just um give you a little bit of a, a, a rundown. What you know what Google says free verse poetry is based upon top results. Mm-hmm. Free verse poetry is poetry that lacks consistent rhyming scheme, metric patterns, or musical form. While free verse prose is not devoid of structure, they allow an enormous leeway for poets. Basically, it's nothing. So it's it. Uh, I can I, no. This is what it is. It's it's jazz for poets. <laughs> like particularly <laughs> like, okay. The reason why you write poetry sorry my screen is starting The reason yep. why. You do poetry. The reason why you're you're writing that specifically in a specific form is because you're showing off your craft. You're saying I can talk about my subject, yeah, in this pattern, and I can make it appealing and I can make it work. Yes, you can't just you can't just say, well, 
the pattern's hard. So we're going to not use the pattern, but we're still going to call it poetry. Jamie, this is exactly how I feel about Disney Star Wars. It's easy. <laughs> You see, they understand what the pattern of Star Wars is, but they continue to try to free verse. It just, it's just not working. Now, I will say, and, and let's, let's, let's discuss this. Season three of Mandalorian just aired. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Spoilers ahead. Yes. But not really. But yes. Oh, no. well, everybody's watched it. Everyone's watched it. Except my brother-in-law, who he hates Mandalorian for some reason. And I was like, so you hate story action develop like character development the the wonderful character development of grogu um who you know didn't just magically hey i can do the force he trained he trained yes now you, you so we've all now we've all now seen it mm-hmm. correct and if you haven't fast forward <laughs> yes now, or pause and go watch it and then come back. Pause and go watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what did you make of it, young man? Look, I, I absolutely loved it. I mean, it, it did have everything. Um, especially, it like, felt like Grogu definitely grew as a character. Like, he had his moments. Uh, but there was one thing that... I was talking to the guys at work about it, mm-hmm. and I, I I didn't think about it until they brought it up. But one one of them was like he was fifty fifty about it because he, he was expecting like all these characters to come in for the final battle, um, like like obviously like you know Gina Carano's character, um, yep, yep. who we know who we know isn't coming back ever. <laughs> not coming, she's not coming back ever. Correct. Yeah. yeah. But like, but like, you know, like all, all these characters along the way that, that they could have all brought in for the final battle. Kind of thing. Yep, yep, like, yep. why didn't why didn't Boba Fett turn up? Um, you mm. know, it felt like something he'd be kind of, you know. Helping you see, in. when your series sucks, you don't get to you, like you, yeah. you know when you when, when your series sucks, you don't get to join the open universe. This is you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but look, look, I loved it. It felt like an ending, and I don't want them to do more now. You know, and this is and this is also I think I think you've you struck upon the point that I was you know thinking about as well that to me that felt like a fantastic ending to the Jin Darren Grogu story. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they'll, they'll they'll try to continue it on probably, but yeah. right now they've got a new show coming out, Ahsoka. Yeah, let's let them run with that show for a while. And I think let Jindaran and, and Grogu sit for. Yeah. I, I understand that people say, oh, you know, the Grogu merchandise is so, like, everyone loves Baby Yoda. I'll, it's like, I'll bring... a, I, th- I think we're at the point now where, if you like, I don't see as much Baby Yoda merchandise out there anymore because I think, I think, yeah. I think it's, I think that, you know, you know, it's it, past its time. Past its time they've, they've milked that cow dry. It's time for them to obviously now move on with new stories, and they can always bring him into it. They, they, I bet you they will at some point. They'll bring him into. Of course, look, of course they'll, of course they'll, they'll bring him into, it. and and that, and that makes sense uh, to bring to do that with a character, sort of bring him in when needed, but sort of leave him. I think it's, I think it's, that's that's a good time to uh, yeah to rest. Now, some people had like um, some people had issues with this entire series. Um, as I mentioned before, I think IG and I were watching very different shows. Apparently, yeah. apparently we weren't watching the same show, which is again that's nah. fine. But like, we all know that their reviews sometimes are less than interesting. Yes, there were some episodes that I didn't uh, that were were less than that were you know not as good as others. Sure, but could by I guess by also comparison, um, it wasn't as good as season two. But you know, season two had that perfect ending, that that iconic moment mm. that you can't. I mean, you, I mean, you, you, what 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 are you gonna what are we gonna do this ending? Like honestly, having seventy Mandalorians, like you know, like or several, yeah. you know, firing around, shooting at each other, was probably the best you could probably do in terms of like a and a, a and, good and crashing a ship, <laughs> crashing into, a ship yeah. into the enemy base. I mean, uh, yeah, it was great. It was but bit, actually, I will I will comment on that. I love the fact that he just shot out the window and jumped out. Yeah. Because, like, 
if he didn't, everyone be asking, hey, he has a jetpack. Why didn't he just jump out the window? Like, yeah, yeah exactly. You yeah. know, it was a heroic last stand until he realized, yeah. oh, wait, I could actually, like, literally aim this at the base. Yeah. And then it became less of a heroic last stand because yeah. he had a plan. Yeah. And then, um, um, that, but that moment with Grogu and, and using the force bubble. Oh, yeah. That was, like, that was, that oh. was. And, and and it's good that he did that because that that was very reminiscent of a scene in Rebels where um, Kanan did the same thing where he basically yeah. stopped the Force. So it was very good. To, and, and we're about to go into the Filoni verse. We're about, we're about to step into Ahsoka, which is good. But this also brings to me to another thought, uh, my uh, point, Jamie. Um, uh, you, you might agree with me. You might not agree with me. I have always maintained... That when Star Wars isn't ripping off samurai stories and, and tales <laughs> and and not using and not full of Jedi, it's a pretty like mediocre sci-fi. Like it's, yeah. it's it's good, but it's you know, it's it's just the same same as the other same as the others. What do you think? Look, I, I think it comes down to that James Gunn uh, <laughs> uh, thing that he said. Well, uh, a couple of weeks ago on the podcast not mm. not him, him actually but what we talked about him saying it all comes down to is there a solid story um and at least for mandalorian i think there is a very solid story um but um i don't know because i i i would be more interested to see more non-jedi stories because it would make me feel like this is a world that mm, isn't just mm. pure like it's not just one little aspect where it's just jedi 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 i'd love to learn more about people different cultures from around the universe you know yeah yeah and and, and i think that like because so because of your love of lack of joe did you watch andor that show about no, zero like, Jedi? that that didn't appeal to me well then oh then there you go i mean like i well let's so not, not say that it didn't appeal to me it's like i'm feeling star wars fatigue mm. you know so and i heard bad things about that you know if not, uh, I I only watched one episode of of Obi Wan, you know. Well, no, that was that, okay. That was a yeah, you know. You did yourself a, like you did yourself a service. By and that. The, I think the only reason I was I watched suck out Mandalorian to the end is because I was there from the start, and I had been hooked. Yep, yep. But if it started now, I don't know if I would have watched it. Mm, interesting. That's a it, it, it's it's a valid point. But the one thing that Mandalorian has made me think about recently. Mm-hmm. So I really want a game which is Red Dead Redemption but with Mandalorians. Yes. Like I, I think we could all get behind that concept. <laughs> like how, how awesome would that be? Yeah. Now, would you I'm, I'm assuming you would want the, you know, to go around the I mean, how would you like I mean, I guess you you're sort of you're sort of basing it on one world then, aren't you? Because you're not really Well, yes and no. I mean, you could have like different like you could have the the Chris Park special specialty of mapped areas to go okay so this planet's this this uh, big yes, this planet, yes, you know? yes, like so yes. you go to different planets but they've got to be you know um friendly for you know you gotta ride around on some animal you know <laughs> of course and have no. jewels jewels jetpacks you know yep. uh, and, 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 and i think that would be that that would actually be really fun because not only that like you could be a bounty hunter and mm-hmm. you could literally then go do like hunt. Then you, you know, every mission's going like you know, it's, it's like Assassin's Creed, but you're not really meant to kill the person. You know? like, yeah. You, yeah, you got to bring them in. Well, no, I mean, I, I haven't said that. You can bring them in. Like, you, you can bring them in dead. Yeah, you, you can. can bring them in warm or cold. But I mean, but also like you know, it really depends on the bounty though. Like you, you know, you might yeah. you might technically meant to bring them in alive. So then you know, you could fail that mission. Hey, see, there you go. Yeah. You could fail the mission. That's to me, that sounds like yeah. a great concept. But, but I don't want I. I want to be annoying, and I want when you fail a mission, it's permanent. Ah, uh, you know, Dark Souls style. Oh, well, not even that. There's, there's some, some of the, I think Red Dead Redemption have those too. Yeah, so basically, missions where, where if you fail, it actually means that like it, it, it is permanent. It's a, it's a permanent fail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are very tough because you know because you know I I you know I get most games don't do that because people hate it. <laughs> Well, no, because as soon as they as soon as they fail, they just quit out and restart it. Get restart it. Yeah. Like, 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 like. I wouldn't. No, no, you I wouldn't. wouldn't. And, and there, there, there are some people that wouldn't. Um, 
but there's also a certain game like so there's a game that i love which is uh back to the day which is uh xcom where basically yeah you have you have this squad and you sort of uh you fight aliens and you, each time a squad member dies it's permanent yeah and, but then there are certain missions though because you know you the, the levels get harder your squads get more experience but then you got a bunch of rookies up waiting back at the base so you haven't really leveled up so, so you know let's you go on a mission three of the best players die but you still you still like win the mission you ever i you always re, i always just quit out and reset because i'm going well then my i can't actually finish a game with a shit squad so yeah. again so so <laughs> so the, the pluses there are there are pluses and and minuses to to that but mm -hmm. i but i do i do i do agree with you i think you know having a mandalorian game would be very would be cool i think i think that that would be worthwhile well the um fallen order sequel Yes, is it Fallen Order the first game? Fallen Order, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Jedi so, Survivor. So it's Jedi Survivor. This one, Survivor. Isn't it? Yes. Yes. So that's out very soon. That is out very soon, and you know, once again, showing that people love lightsabers and people like hitting people with lightsabers. Yeah. It's an entire. It's an. It's the most iconic weapon in 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 all of well, actually no, it's the most iconic weapon in all of science fiction and potentially even fantasy, uh, and. You're crazy, and and Disney is insane for not. Actually, am I glad Disney doesn't use it more? Probably because I don't think they quite understand how they work or how the fights should <laughs> no. work. Um, Laser sword. It's more. It's more so the. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean it's it's more so that they just don't get it. But that's a that, yeah. that's a, that, that's another. Which point. is weird. I mean, they did. They obviously need to put John yeah, Favreau ahead in. In charge of everything well he obviously you know he like clearly he understood he you understood. know <laughs> yeah clearly he understood um what a jedi would do against a bunch of robots it's, in, that, in that fight scene i mean one of the in one of the moves luke does he doesn't even swing the blade he just holds it out and moves it forward because you know yeah. i don't need to put any force behind this because it's a it's a lightsaber against a against yeah. a do against the robot yeah. but then you have the everyone show where everyone's fighting stormtroopers and he's in the lightsaber just like bouncing off their chests because Obviously, the person was their first time doing. I think it's a yeah. obviously it was a baby's first fight fight scene, and yeah. it's like you shouldn't really be doing a lightsaber battle then. Yeah. Um, which is which is where I'm going to be very interesting to see that new Ray Skywalker movie where they've announced uh, like so they announced an Academy Award winning director, which is great. Uh, yeah. She's a documentary filmmaker, um, a Pakistani woman. Documentary filmmaker makes amazing films about you know the plights of you know. Um, of Pakistani women in terms of a very like you know very restrictive culture and and some of her yeah. and her work her works are great and fantastic, but they are interview documentaries. Yeah. They are not two hundred <laughs> million. They are not two hundred no, million dollar no. science fiction stories. Hear, hear, hear me out. Hear me out. It's yep. going. It's going to be basically. Uh, what's that? What's that movie? Um, District Nine. <laughs> <laughs> where you know doco style doco style and <laughs> again and, and you're saying you wouldn't watch a star wars doco style movie i would oh <laughs> i don't know like <laughs> it really depends on who honestly it depends on who makes it now and this is and this is where i'm gonna this yeah. is where i'm gonna draw my like i will support star wars because i love star wars but i'm not gonna support all star wars because it's yeah. you know some much like we've agreed upon with the mcu there are some good mcu yeah. things we watch and there are some we don't now because we understand yeah. that, you know, they make shit now, and like, yeah. and they have like they have no, they have no sort of uh, pattern. But then if you see that Ahsoka trailer, it has exactly everything you'd want to see in yeah. in in a Star Wars story. Excitement, that's, adventure. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. That's how they get. Uh, hey, <laughs> if that's how they get you, fucking hell, man! I was like looking at the trailer, <laughs> going like, oh, August. That is so long from now. Like that's yeah. bullshit. Like. You know, and you know what the worst part is about that? Well, they probably have like they probably have the they probably have it ready now. Like they're probably yeah. like, maybe maybe not ready ready, but they probably have at least most of it ready. It's like, going, well, come on, maybe, just... maybe we need to become um, proper reviewers and then we can get things early. You know, uh, <laughs> we would we would be get one review, destroy the thing, and then never be, again, never, never be allowed to get. <laughs> well, we'd again. be honest, and they'd be like, "We'll slow no, the money they, if you're they, fair." They do not want honest reviewers. Like that's no, that, no like, they don't. They this don't. is. I mean, we all know that like. Of they don't want honest. <laughs> I mean, when you're when you're banking your entire future on something, do you yeah. want honesty? No, you want the lies. You 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 want the you want the 
Oh, this thing, this thing is amazing. You should totally go see it. Here are the talking points that I've been told to say about this thing to make you go see it. But that's why I hate free first poetry, really. I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> to circle back, to circle back. Wait, we're know. talking about free verse poetry? Yeah, if you have a, if, <laughs> if, 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 if you're going to say, I'm going to be a poet, poets have a, yeah, there's, there's a structure to poetry. Yeah. Try to keep to the structure because otherwise you're not just a poet. You're just like a, I'm writing some interesting ideas. Let, you, let me read you know, my interesting thoughts and ideas. Like, well, though, then you're just a novelist. You know, you, uh, you know, you know what it reminds me of. What? Someone told someone told me about this recently. Um, there was an artist that got they they basically gave this artist like fifty thousand dollars to to do this art. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. basically an art art piece for the gallery. The dude left the canvas blank, and then called it "Take the money and run." And they're like, oh. Oh, look, don't get me started on, on the, world of, the world of fine art, quote unquote fine art, and the quote unquote like what is good art in galleries, because yeah. for fuck's sake, like. And you know what's funny? Oh. All these old art, you know, uh, like the Mona Lisa and uh, Van Gogh, Gogh, or whatever his name Oof. is. Yeah. Van Gogh. Um, <laughs> yeah. They didn't have art degrees. <laughs> they just went, oh, I'm going to paint. And now you got all these people with art degrees, and like, oh, uh, and it just looks like you know, someone tripped over in the toilet, you know, because that because it's all about the meaning behind the painting, and then like they put yeah. like again, if there is a painting on a wall, and then next to the painting there is like a giant wall of text explaining what the painting means, then you've obviously done a poor job. Yeah. of show don't tell and yeah. then, <laughs> I think that's kind of like the whole point to me I thought yeah. that was the whole point of this, the, the, the genres which is basically show don't tell yeah. they seem to have you know but, but again these artists probably go on to write those films where basically there's John's giant exposition dumps in the middle of, in the middle of scenes yeah. yes 100% <laughs> 100% I mean now what else have you been? What else have been? Uh, what have? What else have you been perusing, uh, young Jamie, during well, during your time? I went and saw John Wick again. Yeah, um, mm. <laughs> the, the, went down to Can- Canberra for my uncle's 80th birthday. Yep, yep. Um, and the night before, my brother-in-law you know, calls us up and goes, "Oh, oh we're going to see John Wick tomorrow night." So, um, uh, Friday night it was. Uh, good, Oh, do you want to just get your ticket? And I go, oh, you know what? Yeah, I'll get your ticket. It was like a nine o'clock session. <laughs> three hour movie at nine o'clock. And I'd just driven what, three and a half hours to get there. And then I, I sit down in the movie theater, which is, you know, Hoyt's, my least favorite cinema. Mm-hmm. And then the people next to us talk the entire time. Oh, why? Like, I don't know. It's like, who's that? Where's John Wick? What's John Wick doing? Yeah, like the most redundant like questions um, you know uh, why well yes exactly that was that was my question um but i eventually drowned them out with all the action and awesomeness um but then i realized look i, I don't like canberra <laughs> yeah of course like I, th- I think I, I used to like Canberra because I used to go down there and play music and we mm. were well, well received down there in Canberra. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this time, I just remembered there's no good food in Canberra. Um, Canberra's like, terrible. Literally, but I found a pocket in Canberra, like a bubble of awesomeness. It's 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 like it's like you know they've they've all retreated to one little section and mm. they you know and they hold back the yeah. forces that of every <laughs> other of every other <laughs> camera thing because um i as you saw from my social media yeah, um, yeah, i yeah. went to the dinosaur museum oh yes and the dinosaur museum was fantastic it's like you know it's pretty small like it's a two-story building there are giant dinosaur robots and well not robots like cheap and i say cheap um compared to Jurassic Park animatronics, like they just, their eyes blink and their heads wobble and that's about it. Um, that stuff. But I picked up a raptor tooth. So I now own something that's 95 million years old. Um, 
That's amazing. That, it, is, like, it is amazing. That's crazy. And then if my book sells well and I make enough shashinga, I'm going to go back and get that piece of... Kryptonite? Uh, yes, it was essentially kryptonite. It, just, it looked the same. It was the same color as kryptonite. Um, and, you know, it's from space. And I'm going, this tiny little thing is so freaking expensive. <laughs> You see, we, we discussed. I stop Superman. We discussed. If, was it a kryptonite or was it a kyber crystal? Uh, yeah. But having said, and, and I and now the more I thought about it, because it didn't call to you, it's not a kyber crystal, or or it is a kyber crystal and a Jedi. So no, again, no, this is so, no. It it called to me. I said, I really can't afford you right now. I'll be back. Okay. Okay. No, if it calls to you, then then obviously as soon as, as soon as you pick it up i would expect someone to turn up you know i would expect like yeah you know i would expect you know um i would expect uh, your, your your jedi master to appear out of nowhere and start training yeah. in, in the ways of the force uh which is according to ryan Donaldson, in three days and then you're done and then yeah, yeah then you're a master 100%. but uh, but you know yeah. um so i do i do expect that or to your point maybe it is crypt so if you had kryptonite and Superman was real. Mm-hmm. What would you do with that kryptonite? Well, I wouldn't give it to him because that would hurt him. You know, because but are we talking about Superman as he is? You know, like good noble. Good noble Superman is in the world, yes. But yes. but you have kryptonite. What are you doing? I'm I'm keeping it, or or I might let him know that I have it because I trust Superman. Mm. Um, I wouldn't sell it <laughs> to criminals and really? all that. No, I wouldn't. Now, hear me out. Okay, you could <laughs> sell it. We're in a. I would sell it to Lex Luthor, obviously, for a lot of money. <laughs> because I would always have. I would just believe that Superman would overcome. Would overcome that. That you know, I would have. It's not that. It's not that I want to look at Luthor to hurt Superman. It just says, I believe in Henry Kibble that much that he's going to <laughs> overcome the kryptonite quite, you know. And yes, yeah. there might be an epic battle between him and Lex Luthor to save mm-hmm. Cat Graham, Lois Lane. But again, I still maintain and I still trust that Superman will be able to save the world. And then I would just have a lot of money for, you know, selling kryptonite. Yeah. But well, I'm- you know, if it's, if it's Brandon Ruth... Um- Superman, he, he just lifts kryptonite up out of the ground like it's nothing, you know. Um, that is that is true. He just lifts <laughs> up and like going, "Yep, no problem. This entire yeah, this entire island's made of kryptonite. No problem." And, and I'm stabbed with kryptonite. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> let me just pick up that kryptonite and fly it on out to the moon. Yeah. It's like, okay. Mm. Apparently, you know, you you exaggerated a little bit about this being your biggest weakness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, you you called my bluff. Uh, uh, but yeah, I went to the Dinosaur Museum. That was fantastic. And then there was this book cafe, which was really fast service, really good food. Um, I literally, like, I could not believe how fast I got my food. Yep. I, got a bur- I got a burger and a hot chocolate. And it was almost there. It was there with, within five minutes. And it was. But isn't, that, isn't that not too fast? No. I, well, I don't know. Like, wouldn't that again? Like, like if you order something, yeah, and then in a couple minutes it comes out, it isn't that a little suspicious? No, not really. I mean, it it obviously depends on what. Like, they had a lot of people working, so look, let's let's say hot chocolate is really quick to make. <laughs> Done. If you've got all the ingredients, you got you got a burger, so you got your salad, tomato. So while while someone's cooking the chicken which i had um everyone's getting everything else ready it's kind of you know. yeah but that's basically you're saying this one kitchen staff is working exclusively on your food yeah why not wouldn't it be more likely that someone ordered a burger return it in like it and then they just reused it no i i, I don't believe it either way this 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 bookshop cafe is going to be stocking my book when it comes out in uh in may is it yeah <laughs> how do you know that because i went down there and i was like i you know i i paroused the books they had and i was just like oh you know i'm an author i got a book coming out next month and they're like yeah give us the details i was super excited um they knew about the emu war 
and then said, oh, which publisher are you with? And I said, oh, Shoreline. And they were like, oh, yeah, we know Shoreline. We're going to count with them. So, Sida. Well, tell them that the so, so, kitchen look, is suspicious. <laughs> suspiciously fast. But one, uh, so that'll be another good thing in Canberra, in the, in the good bubble of Canberra. You know that bubble is not going to be there for long, though. No. Probably it's not because because I've told because I've told everyone, um, but also the most random thing happened. Mm. Let's call this my story of the week. Um, I'm out Saturday morning, filling up for fuel, and I hop in the car just to come back, and my niece rings me up and says, "I'm really uh, I I've really got a craving for cake. Can you get me some cake?" And I'm like, "Okay, sure. Sure. What ca- what cake do you want? Oh, any cake doesn't matter." I go, "So carrot cakes, all right?" She says, "No, I don't want carrot cake." I go yep. to seven different locations. Yep. All they had was carrot cake. Outstanding. <laughs> and then I was like, okay. Finally found a, like some random little supermarket and they had cake that wasn't carrot cake. So I get that cake. And then I look at my nephew and I go, you know what? Let's annoy your sister. We're going to go buy some carrot cake. Mm-hmm. Just, and, and pretend like that's all, you know, just annoy her, you know? So we do that. We come home and I go, Oh, here's your carrot cake. And she just eats it. <laughs> I thought, I thought you don't like carrot cake. No, I just didn't feel like it, but I'll eat it. And then we give her the little, little smart Alec. Um, but in that process, we stopped at, mm-hmm. we stopped at a bakery because we figured a bakery would have cake, right? Yep. Yep. Bakery didn't have cake. What do you mean? The bakery did not have cake. Like, Wait, 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 wait. What? <laughs> I know. And then I looked at the pies and sausage rolls and they didn't look too uh, good. Okay, no, but like, okay, okay, okay. It's a, ba- okay. What, what are they, what are, like, okay, so what are they, what are they baking there if they don't have, ca- well, like, like, they got, yeah, they got pies, pastries. I will tell you this: best donuts I have ever had in my entire life. And but, I, but isn't I mean? Here, here's my question to you, David, to you, Jamie. Why don't you just buy her a donut? Because I mean, essentially, a essentially donut a cake. is a circular cake. I mean, no, yes, I I did buy donuts because. And it was just on a whim because, like, I'd been to that many places, and I, and the the owner was kind of, you know, I was on the phone. And I go, no, they don't have cake, and it looked like, oh no, we're not going to sale. And I went, okay, you know what? I'll buy two donuts, you know. And I was just like, oh my freaking goodness, these are incredible. And then I came back the next day and bought like a dozen. And so if you're down in down in Canberra, I can't, I, I don't even know the name name of the town. It's, a, it's an Aboriginal name. It's like. And I couldn't pronounce it. N G W A L A W L Z. Yeah, I'm not even going to bother trying that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's down there. Next suburb over from a place called Nichols. See, why could why couldn't you know it be called Nichols? Because then I could pronounce it. Um, maybe that's that's the that's maybe that's the fun of that kind of town. But you know, this is the last thing I'll say about Canberra, Chris. Mm-hmm. Because I really want to make you go. Ugh. I was in the park, mm-hmm. and there were three parties. Yep. Two of them were gender reveal parties. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Why? And that's what I, I I don't know. Why is that? I, that's I the dumbest. Know. Honestly, again. Like I just I don't get why people do. You know. Gender, oh, that is the dumbest idea. Like, where did it a, even start? I have no idea where it started. But who do I have to time travel back to? to well, yeah, yeah. Not to do it? If we, okay. But here's the thing, Jamie. Yeah. You get one time travel kill. Is that the one you're going to use? Like, I, uh, no, actually, I'd go back and start, and I, I would, I don't know if it'd kill, but I'd very encourage to um, start. Stop the Valley Girl accent. You can't stop. <laughs> yes, yes, you can because it, because it, I looked it up. It like originated like in in the eighties. 
mm-hmm. in, in, in a particular part. San of, Fernando. Yes, that's yes. why it's called. That's and, why it's called and the I would Valley. Go back San there. Fernando. I would go back there, and I don't care. I would become a homeless person. I would walk around and go, no, like I would follow. <laughs> like you know, no. Jamie, you can't stop their accent. <laughs> no, Jamie. The, uh, of all the okay, again, there, there are some accents in America that make no sense, and there are some good ones. Okay. And damn it, the Valley Girl one is the best kind of accent. Now, changing the subject back to what we're talking about, have you heard of a, someone called Jenna Carvanitis? No. Jenna? Well, she started the whole gender reveal thing. Now, is that worth, again, so is that your one kill? No, it really isn't. No. It, it, it seemed, yeah. That, I mean, my, my, my one kill would be the guy who invented the scooter. Ooh. Why? So is, I don't skateboard anymore, but this, this is a public service, you know? It's not for me anymore. I don't get, I don't get irritated by scooters mm-hmm. at skate parks like I used to because yep, yep, yep. when they came out... I remember it vividly yep. um, because I was a skateboarder and then these these new scooter things came out and, mm. and I was like, uh, I just remember thinking, please don't take off, please don't take off. And then they took off and they were everywhere. Like, I mean, you had like 30 kids at a skate park and they're all doing their little one thing that they can do, a little tail whip, chipping up the concrete, making it really difficult for skateboarders to skate. And um you know, they basically, it's a force of destruction that comes through a skate park, makes chips at all the concrete, makes it impossible for you to skate. It sounds like you do have some kind of real personal beef against skaters. Oh, oh, yeah, because look, it used to be rollerbladers versus skateboarders. They were the end. They were they were the enemies. Really? And and then scooters came along, and I'm pretty sure the skateboarders and the, and the rollerbladers united. Ah, <laughs> oh, was now did they seal that with a marriage? No. Well, then obviously the alliance is not going to hold. No, well, it's probably like a, you know, a a temporary alliance. A temporary temporary alliance. Yeah, the enemy of my enemy kind of. Ah, yes, yes, yes. The American way of diplomacy. Yeah. Let me arm you today so I can fight you tomorrow. Yeah, (laughs) that's it. And and now that we've taken down the big bad, they slowly turn at each other. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, classic, classic. Well, Jamie, based upon that story, mm. I think it's safe to argue that you are now one of the greatest free verse poem writers of, you know, of all time. Because, <laughs> free, free verse? Because that was free verse poetry, okay. what you just did there. There once was a man named Chris who liked to go for a piss. And that's then he poetry. went. Poetry. Ah, 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 ah. No, but no, that's the first two lines. And mm. then I was just going to start rambling but then you interrupted me so you'll never know where the poem was going to go ah but that what i just said was a poem in the end let me lend a koala to david well, there you poem. go that's my poem <laughs> jamie bryden <laughs> expert at free poetry free verse that's he's clearly uh, clearly a man of some talents <laughs> just remember <laughs> In the end, lend a koala to David. All right. I have never heard of anything more ridiculous than <laughs> lending than, than what you just said. Like the words that you just put into a <laughs> sentence were in such a strange and unimaginative order that I can't. I, I just don't even understand that. Yeah. But that's but that, it, that's 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 poetry, man. That that's the arts. I, I suppose. I suppose. Like, do you feel now that you are an author, sort of a, a published author, <laughs> not not soon, you know soon to be, soon to be published, you know, a, a published author. So that means you can now write on things like J. A. Bryden, published yeah, well, author. Well, I had to um for a friend friend of the podcast Jack Roney, um, he reached out and asked us to do a you know when you know when you open up a book and there's like all these reviews inside. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so basically, you know, I had to endorse his book. Yep, yep. Um, and I signed it off with author of Letters from the Emu World. You know, so that's did you read the book? Yeah, I did. Yeah. 
so, so, so you read the book, yes? I yeah, I legit read. <laughs> I read the book. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go like, you know, just make something up, <laughs> you know, and pretend what? like I read it because you know, it's a pretty you know, unique. Well, it's you know, mur- mur- murder, and interesting de- detectives interesting. and murder. Well, 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 well. What? Well. Well, well, well. Well, we, we'll, Wheaton. I'm going to do this in the most James Bond way possible. Well, now, Mr. Bryden, it <laughs> appears you've <laughs> talked yourself into a little bit of trouble now, haven't you? How Reading have a book. I imagine I'm, I'm stroking a cat whilst, you know, behind me a giant laces are prepared to cut you into tiny pieces. Reading a book from... Because someone asks you to endorse said book, and yet it is known to me that you have yet to read our sponsor's work. <laughs> no, I have started. I, I, oh, I have but started. oh, but you started. But in order to endorse that book, you had to finish <laughs> the book, didn't you? Interesting, yes. interesting. Well, you know what it came down to? What? Deadline. <gasps> You see, give me a deadline and it'll happen, you know? Your deadline was, hi, I'm going to sponsor your <laughs> podcast. <laughs> At that point, you should no, have that, read that's, the... a, that, that's the starting point. No. At that point, you should have wholeheartedly finished the book. Oh, don't, don't you show me the book. Welcome to the Stories of True and the Fictional, where we read you read through the chapters of <laughs> live of Rebecca Castle the Rising Dawn series first book called Sparked Revolution chapter one <laughs> Damien <clears throat> Henry Cavill voice Henry Cavill, Henry, Cavill. Voice. Go, Henry Cavill I honestly don't understand why you and dad keep trying to force this Damien said as he followed his parents out to the front of the pack house where they were waiting to greet their honoured guests. Oh, to be continued. <laughs> oh. uh, okay, you know that, what? Look at that. Look at that promotion. You have a deadline. <laughs> and I'm well, going to... And, and, because, I, you know, I think it's time that, that, that I, on behalf <laughs> of a gracious patron of the arts... Rebecca Castle of the Rising Dawn series available on Amazon, Kindle, and all good booksellers. I believe it's sometimes I believe it's time that I stand up for author as one as her favorite amongst the amongst us. And it's not because she is my writing partner and we have several projects <laughs> in, the, in the works. It is because I wholeheartedly believe that if you're going to sponsor something. You at least have to read it, obviously. And if you've had the person on twice on this show, (laughs) you are not Dave Letterman. You are not... What's another another one? Conan O'Brien. You are not that other guy who I can't remember because he annoys me so much. Jimmy Kimmel, that's the one. What about the, the British dude? Craig Ferguson? No, I love Craig no, no, Ferguson. No, no, not, not American. Um, he's actually British and he has a British talk show. And he was in uh, Eurovision with um, Will Farrell. Oh, I, it's, it is killing me. Who is he? You are not that British guy that Jamie can't remember because. Of... Yeah. Very flamboyant, too. I honestly can't remember, <laughs> I can't remember his name. He's pretty famous. He's he's on on um he's on 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 the TV late at night. I have so, no idea who you're talking about. And he has the red chair where where if some an audience member tells a boring story, they yank the um. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna find this out right now. Go for it. Oh, Graham Norton. That's the yes, one. that's the one. Yes, is he? Okay, yeah, yes. Back to my back to my back to my beloved point. You're not a Graham Norton. I don't know. I'm, I'm already there. I like getting. You, you, you can't just then go. <laughs> the book is called this. Go out and read it. It's great. And have no, no. You see, you see what I do. You, you, you are. Is I get the, the I get the author brain. on. I get the author to come on 
and tell people why they should read it. Yeah, and, and, and that's what they that's, them. that's what they all do. And then they do the little the little like, oh yes, go go get this book out now, go see this movie right now. But no. She comes to us for the personal touch, which means I expect she expects a great deal more <clears throat> from you. Ever since he can remember, <laughs> on the first day of summer, the Alpha and Luna from the Hallowed Moon pack would arrive with their only daughter for an official visit where they would only stay a few days before standing Damien and his parents with their daughter. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a terrible reader. You are a terrible <laughs> Until the reader. end of... No, I am. Like, I, like I, I've literally probably read five books in my life. Five... <laughs> said, said the author. Uh, hey, <laughs> there's a reason I write. And, it's like, I'm a terrible like, reader. No, like I am, I am a slow, slow reader. Um, but you know what? I am about to start a... No, I have officially started at the time of recording a four-day weekend. So I'm going to read at least one or two chapters of this 55-chapter book. <laughs> Wait. A couple of chapters you should be able to knock out in a single night. Me or you? Any any person <laughs> with a with a modicum of comprehension of reading. No, I'm I'm, a, I'm literally a slow reader. You know what? You know I'm going to commit to this one chapter a night. Good. And in fifty five weeks, <laughs> fifty five weeks, <laughs> I will get back to you. All right. You know what? Fifty five weeks. I'm gonna hold. I'm, no, no, you know. What? I think that's too. What's the word I'm looking for? That's like a year. <laughs> so maybe I should say two chapters a night. No, that's not. That's not. Yeah, that's. Let me see how long these chapters are. Because at least with Jack Warren's book, they were very short. No, well, look at that. No, these are pretty short chapters. So at least the first couple are. Yes. So I expect now that you should be able to then finish this book. I want you to. I want you to make a, uh, right right now in front of your loyal listening fan base, <laughs> in front of your sponsor, in front of God Himself. <laughs> I want you to make a clear declaration that you will finish the book in a timely manner, using the best Braveheart style speech you can muster without ChatGPT. Go. <laughs> I don't know if I can do a Scottish accent like you, okay. Chris. Don't do a do the heroic accent, which is Northern English, apparently, according to old Moose now. <laughs> Northern England. No, you see, I don't know if I can do that. Just do anything. <laughs> Just do anything. Just do your normal, normal, normal Jamie. I, J.A. Bryden, swear, swear to Rebecca Castles and everyone listening that I will finish Sport Revolution by Rebecca Castles in a timely manner. And then I will apologize for this terrible accent that sometimes sounds Irish, but then Jared Butler. I said sometimes Jared Butler. <laughs> Jared Butler, the most Scottish spot alive. <laughs> I swear for this is sparked revolution <laughs> i will read your book rebecca if you're listening and and then we will then we'll let every, then we'll let the entire world know that j a bryden author soon to be and creator of the emu wars saga soon to be saga is a man who can finish what he started do you want to be known, Jamie, as a man who can finish what he started? Oh, it depends. Yeah. Depends. I'm pretty easy. You know. You know, I like open endings. Name one open ending you like. I I Infinity War. Huh? <laughs> that was open at the at the time. It was open. No, but um, you knew that there were. Okay, you knew there was a one coming after that, right? Um, okay, Chuck. I didn't mind the ending of Chuck. That was pretty open. Okay, that was open-ish. I wouldn't call that specifically open. That's close, but it's not, it's not a true open ending. Because there was a resolution. 
was it? Yes. They kiss at the end. That basically say that sealed the fucking deal. But she, but she felt nothing. You don't know that. And it was and it was it was oh, very clear that she felt. That's what the open. You know, when she was sitting there, and when he was telling them the story of of them, you could see in her eyes the smile, the laughter, and then he it said like, "Oh, there's this crazy idea." If you could maybe remember, then she said yes. Like you know, she jumped straight in. So obviously, look, she was on board that train again. Mm-hmm. But I, I, mean, I, you know, Google your movie. <laughs> <laughs> And name said film, sir. Name said film. <laughs> or can you not? Oh, let's see. Let's see. As I suspected. Uh, um, okay, no, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> Prisoners is a good movie. Did you ever watch Prisoners? Prisoners? With Jack Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman. No, actually, I don't think it's it was one of those ones that came out of nowhere, and it's like Hugh Jackman being very violently angry without claws. Um, no, I can't say that because that's just, that, that's just too no, weird for me. It's like, ten, 10 years old. Um, yeah, his kid gets kidnapped and he, and he knows who it is, but there's no proof, but he's 100% sure it's him. Like, you know, he's convinced that it's this guy that's kidnapped his kid, mm. and, he, and he goes full on, you know, like, uh, you know. Lock him, lock him in a bathroom and torture him. And oh. where's, my, where's my son? You know, like full on, full like, on. Yeah. Um, no, I haven't seen that. Haven't seen that. Haven't seen that. I saw Inception. Is Inception really an open ended? Ah, look. Honestly, I think that's a look. In terms of obviously, obviously, you don't have one. So I think I win this. Uh, I, I win this argument. But nah. Inception's close. I'd say. I'd say. I'd say. Yep. I think you'd say Inception's close to being like as close as you could potentially get to basically an open ending as okay. anything. Now here you go. Uh, kick ass too. How was that an open ending? You remember the end of it? It was rip getting ripped up and. It was trying to be okay. That's not an open ending. That's not like going. What happens next? Like that's it is. like. No, that's 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 a he's become the hero. The end. Like, that's uh, not an did, open ending. Did you watch the very end, the post credits? No, I didn't know. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't, yeah, I didn't know those one until you know a few years ago. No, it, um, Red Mist survives. Okay. No, that's not that's not an open ending. An open ending is basically, you know, a, a, a perfect example. Sopranos cutting to black. Oh yeah, that, that's amazing because it annoyed people. Yes, yeah, I never, I never, I never watched it. Aha! Once again, proving that uh, again. I, I will I, I commit think... to watching the all of Sopranos. Get to the end and go. I like that ending. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be uh, honestly. There are a lot of people that do like the ending. So, like again, yeah, there were some people that were mad. The trip, no, fair enough. Okay, you know, that's like the perfect example of an open ending. That is the perfect example of an open ending. Like, it's a, like, <laughs> like, I don't think you can get any more open than just basically cutting to a fucking black. That's funny. All right. Yes. So, to wrap up your thoughts on open endings and also okay. free po- and free poetry. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts on open endings, free poetry, or any, any other uh, topics you'd want to uh, that you wanted to touch no. upon? Not that I can think of. I, I think we had a pretty good long episode um and we had no plan for this this episode so we just winged it we did don't let people know the plan (laughs) don't worry i'll edit it out if they remember remember the one good thing about the cw tv series is that their ending well, yes, that's, you know, <laughs> is the line that Captain, um, that, that Leonard Snart said, which is still the favorite, my, one of the favorite thing, you know, you know, um, about plans, where he goes, and I'm, you know, and I apologize for my terrible Leonard Snart accent. There are only four things you need to remember. Make the plan, execute the plan, expect the plan to go off the rails, throw away the plan. 
and, and, and I still <laughs> think that is the greatest message that I can give to anyone uh, in in life. Not let alone mm. when you're trying to do a heist, like Leonard Snart is often often doing. In life, you start off with an idea of what you want to do. You, you try to achieve that. It doesn't go well. It doesn't go. It doesn't go exactly as to plan. But, you know, you could you could doggedly stick to the to that and and try to lower his head and push through the wall like J.A. Bryden does on all scenarios. Or you could be one of a flexible mind and think, act, react, and then you will still end up at the goal or outcome you are aiming at. And that's the one thing I tell all the pandas that I that I work on with, with, for the for, with, in, in the breed, in the breeding, uh, um, you know, in the breeding, and also the panda dating websites that I then set up for them so they can obviously meet other pandas. Is you've got to have a plan of how you're going to approach. You then have to understand the plan is going to fail, and then you need to react and adapt. Mm-hmm. So, what's the app called for your panda dating? Is it pandering? <laughs> honestly damn that's a good one I don't think I can come up with a better one than that <laughs> damn you know what that app doesn't exist but we need to, we need to, we need to yeah. <laughs> coming soon pandering dating app for pandas and you go swipe swipe you have no people left in your <laughs> you have no people left in your species it's like yeah. oh yeah. um so but, then, what, should, but you know, should we let some brown bears sneak up on the app as well? Just you know, throw just a really throw well, like yeah. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Well, maybe that that should be um, just for bears. You can call it bearable or something like that. Oh, um, oh, I like or, that. Or bearing or bearable. The dating app for bears. Absolutely. Now, now you obviously as the the bears can set their you know their genome, their species, their yeah. their region. But you know, if a grizzly wants to get down with a sun bear, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think yeah. we could, you know. But um, the question is, are we going to let koalas on because they're technically not a bear? Ah, uh, and I don't like the fact that they don't have a brain, or or their brain is smooth, so they don't actually have cognitive yeah. reason and thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think that's an animal that should be dating. No. Let alone like anything it does. I, I don't think they have trouble finding um a partner. So. No, no, they're obviously, they're obviously, they're obviously fine. Um, yeah, but no, you you raise you raise an ethical conundrum on 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 that. Um, on you know what is the legal age for a bear? I don't like you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna have a lot of sound bites for this episode. All right. <laughs> I will leave you all with that thought in your mind. I want you, know you to go home and think. What is the legal age for a, ba- a bad? A, <laughs> what is the legal age for a bad dating app? And if you come up with it, send 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 us your thoughts and your notes to the true and the fictional at gmail.com or send us a message on Instagram stories underscore podcast and uh, we'll share it with uh, everyone here. But we may even do an episode where we get different bears on to talk about you know their uh, swiping. Because I'd like to think that a polar bear and a grizzly bear will meet, and they'll fall in love, and they'll create the ultimate. Oh my God, that's how panda bears came to be. Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>